In episode 33, we answer questions from listeners in Arizona, Ohio, and Wisconsin. Plus, a surprise ending. A huge surprise to some. you buy and sell cars for a profit or you want to, you're in the right place. This is the Flipping Genius Podcast. I am your host, Randy Lee. I've been flipping cars most of my life despite having almost zero mechanical skill. For the past dozen years or so, I've been a licensed used car dealer in the great state of Alabama. No matter what the topic, this podcast has one main goal, to make our listeners money. Let's get to it, flippers. All right, episode 33 is here. That's that's uh, 33% of the way to 100, and it, which is about five points better than my algebra average from back in high school. <laughs> hey, but I still managed to uh, negotiate a B- minus back then. Uh, thank you, Mrs. Hart. <laughs> you didn't teach me much math, but you definitely got me started on a lifetime of negotiating. Uh, today, we're going to provide some answers and information to listeners who took the time to send emails to us at flippingquestions at gmail.com. Big thanks to, uh, to David in Arizona, Matt in Wisconsin, and Blake from Ohio. Remember, if you've got questions for the show, send them to flippingquestions at gmail.com, and there's a good chance I'll either answer them in a future episode, and I definitely will answer you uh, in person. Next, I'll share some conversations, emails, and personal experiences that I've had this past month with car dealers from Texas, Florida, Mississippi, and right here in Alabama with regard to buying vehicles both at the auctions and from the general public. And after that, I'm going to share what I've been doing instead of sleeping lately. <laughs> As you've you heard me uh, a few moments ago, our our number one goal of the Flipping Genius Podcast is to make our listeners money. So I am super excited about the work that I've been doing and the work that I still have to do. Although my wife, Terry, says I need more sleep, and she's probably right. But what are you going to do? you got to strike while the iron's hot and all that. And then, and then, <laughs> my son Alex used to always say that. And then, when he was a little boy, he'd always say that when he was telling me his story. Well, and then I'm going to end this episode with a huge surprise for all of you who stick around until the end. Please stick around to the end. And it's and it's not an advertisement. It's not a pitch for anything. It's just something I'm excited to share with you. So uh, this episode is, is only, oh, it's only going to have two commercial breaks too, by the way. I, I promise. Only two commercial breaks. I'm going to try to cut that down. Um, when we come back in 66 seconds, when we come back, we're going to answer Matt from Wisconsin's question about how he can operate a profitable flipping business as a side hustle while working a full-time job and being a young father to boot. 66 seconds. Be right back. Hey Flippers, I've got to tell you about my favorite fine dining restaurant probably anywhere, but certainly in the Huntsville, Alabama area. Treat yourselves to a night at Nick's Ristorante. Nick's offers the finest steaks, the freshest seafood, and northern Italian cuisine just like the old country. Seriously, this place is unlike any other. The atmosphere, the service, the desserts are all beyond compare. You will thank me. It is a wonderful place to spend an evening. 
Nix is open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday open seating and Friday and Saturday with two seatings of 5 p.m. or 7.30 p.m. for the foreseeable future based on 50% capacity restrictions with face coverings required to enter, exit, and maneuver while at Nix. We care about your health and safety and dining experience and thank you for your understanding. Nix Restaurante is a member of the ITEX trading community. Your ITEX dollars are welcome. Okay, we're back. 66 seconds, right? I told you. Okay, here's the first question from Matt in Madison, Wisconsin. Matt asks, I've been listening to your podcast for a couple months, and I'm really wanting to do some car flipping, but I also work about 45 to 50 hours a week at my job, and my wife and I have two kids, three- and five-year-old boys. How can I manage a car flipping side hustle make money and not piss off my bride. <laughs> All right. Well, first off, thanks for for listening to the podcast, Matt, and thanks for taking the time to send your question via flippingquestions at gmail.com. And as soon as I read your question, I realized that not only uh, is this a question that that you have, but I know this is a question a lot of other of our listeners are wondering. So I knew I was going to answer your question in person, which I, I did with an email, but also was going to answer it uh, on on the podcast. So uh, thank you for sending that to us. Um, you know, how do I carve out a meaningful amount of time from my already full life so that I can create a profitable side hustle without damaging the relationships like my family and the other things that are important to me, like my career? Well, I'll tell you what, Matt, Matt from Madtown. <laughs> First off, uh, you got to know, I am a crazy Wisconsin Badger fan. So, so I am super hoping that this advice I'm about to give you makes you a brilliant success. So, so much that you feel compelled to hook me up with some 2021 uh, Wisconsin Badger football tickets. Um, you know, you got to keep priorities straight. And secondly... <laughs> Secondly, hey, I am about to turn 60 years old in a couple of days, so I feel like I have lived about every angle of your question. So here goes. Um, my first recommendation to you is to sit down with your wife and work out some goals for flipping the flipping business. And, and if, if you want to learn more specifically about how I manage and track goals, please go back and listen to episode three of The Flipping Genius. I go into quite a bit of depth there, and I, I hope that that's some, some meaningful information you'll be able to use. Um, I'm also going to send you a copy of our goal tracking uh, tools that, that I've used for about the past 10 years in building my businesses. Um, and by the way, flippers, if, if you would like me to send those forums to you as well, simply send me an email to flippingquestions at gmail.com with the title goal forms, put that in the title goal forms, and I'll send you the PDF files of the same documents that I just promised Matt. No, no flipping charges. Okay. No, no, <laughs> no charge. Uh, now Matt, it's vital that you and your bride are on the same page. Okay, I mean this is this is so key. So, so I, I just think this is really important that you do this together. Um, and when you set these goals together, it's it's also vital that you be realistic with your expectations. And I, when I say expectations, I mean both in what you want to generate from 
flipping and what you expect yourself to put into the business. Because you've already talked about priorities, and that's great. That's great that you realize your priorities. And you have to realize that, you know, you're going you're gonna to have some limitations as to what you can do and what you can generate. So be realistic. Now, your situation is going to be different than mine, your neighbors, your bosses, and just about everyone else. So I, I don't want to get into specifics. You need to figure out if, if this is a side hustle where you're trying to turn a thousand bucks in your cash, uh, you know, in your sock drawer into four thousand bucks in your sock drawer by the end of the year, uh, by you know buying and flipping junkers, or, or you know, are you taking twenty five thousand dollars of the money that you inherited from your your rich great uncle? Uh, and how open to turn it into a hundred thousand dollars by the end of the year by buying insurance company vehicles and managing a you know a rebuilding operation in partnership with some friends in the auto body business or the, and the auction business. Now, I, either one of these are possible. See, it's all about what assets do you bring to the table, and that's that's the key. You've got to you've got to recognize that. So either one of those are good things. You know, and it's it all depends on what the limitations are for you as far as assets and as far as uh, abilities. Um, they're definitely possible. You know, it, it uh, so you just have to be honest with yourself when you're asking about what your your assets are monetarily, connection wise, and in talent. Okay. Now, the next step is to create a roadmap to success. You know, work backwards from where you want to be and determine what it'll take to get there. Now, I, I like to, I, I always make annual goals, but I've got a coach. You heard my coach on episode 32, Melody Tholstrup, and she has me focus on on uh, quarterly goals. And then, of course, we, we break those down into weeklies, and I track that stuff every day. But you'll see all that in Episode 3 and uh, the other information I, I sent to you. But So create that roadmap to success and work backwards from where you want to be and determine what it's going to take to get there. Now, if you have a friend or two in the you know have been successful flipping cars, maybe go have a beer or a cup of coffee with them and and ask them, you know, what they think of your plan, and and listen for insights. You know, do listen, but don't let their opinion influence you too much because this is something that you've got to buy into, not them. This is all about you and your partner. Okay, your partner in this case is your wife. Very important that you guys be on the same page. Now, I'm not saying she's got to be out there turning a wrench or, or, or running a, a sanding machine, but it is important that she knows what you're trying to accomplish so that, that, that she, she can get, get behind you. And, and maybe she will want to do that. You know, maybe, maybe you got the whole family out there uh, you know, rubbing and buffing and, and making the sales pitch, whatever, whatever you guys come up with. But uh, it's, it's just important to be on the same team. And now that, now that you've got your roadmap... You know, figure out where you need to start. You know, whether it be you know finding an auction to attend, uh, buying some tools, interviewing potential mechanics or body shops, or or mowing the backyard. So you got a place to work. You know, figure out where you've got to go. What are your first steps, and then and then get them on the calendar. You know, Matt, I I I'm really excited for you. I mean, I'm I'm just. It, it it gets me excited. You could probably tell in the voice that that I'm gonna help you with this if you'll do these things. I know you can accomplish so much, and I and I I know this side hustle can be 
as big as you want it. And, and the fact that you are first considering your family and your family's security tells me you're starting off right. So start by, by forming that team, you and Mrs. Matt, and then work your way through this. And if I can be more help, if I can, if I can help more, um, just remember, I'm just an email away at flippingquestions at gmail.com. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that's, uh, that took some, some strong geniusing. Uh, that's a word I just made up. I'm, I'm going to go grab another bottle of water. And before we get, uh, we get to a couple questions from Blake from Ohio and David from Arizona about buying cars the right way, you guys kind of sent the same questions, uh, sort of. So we're going to team up on that. Um, when we come back, we're going to, we're going to talk about, uh, Blake and David's questions and we'll be right back after this message from our premier sponsor, ITEX. So here's a question. If you need some advertising, printing, or just have to go to the dentist, and it's going to cost $1,000, what would you rather do? Pay cash or trade $1,000 of your services? Now, most small business owners would rather trade in order to save the cash but they find it difficult to find other businesses to trade with or to trust or to find what they need when they need it. Enter ITEX, the nation's largest retail trade exchange. ITEX has a marketplace of member companies that sell to and buy from each other using the ITEX dollar instead of cash. Sell what you want, when you want, at the price you designate. They promote your business to other clients through their iTex directory and iTex mobile. As you make new sales in their marketplace, you earn iTex dollars. You can use those iTex dollars with other businesses in the iTex network whenever and with whomever you choose. Team Townley iTex is the local franchise of the iTex trade exchange. For more information about iTex or to get involved, call my friend Gene Townley at 251-980-1023 or just email me at flippingquestions at gmail.com and I'll introduce you to Gene personally. I've been a member of iTex for many years. They have made a significant amount of income for me. I recommend them highly. Okay, we're back. And uh, speaking of iTex, I want to uh, mention a great little place we enjoyed staying at in La Plata, Missouri back in July. It's called the Depot Inn, and it's just a really unique railroad-themed hotel. It's very nice, and the young couple that, that runs the hotel are just such nice people. And he's been listening to the Flipping Genius podcast and contacted me with questions about iTex, and I put him in touch with Gene Townley, and now the Depot Inn in La Plata, Missouri, is a member of iTex, and I'm delighted for them. I know I know how much Gene, Michelle, and the folks that work so hard for me at iTex have helped me, and I know they're going to do the same thing for you, so I'm excited for you guys. Um, another email I received was from Blake in Niles, Ohio, who had some questions about attending auctions and how he can go about buying directly from the public and still get good deals. And and as if they were teaming up, I got this email from David from Buckeye, Arizona, asking, 
Uh, he said, I see your chart, chart on auctions. Do you have something that explains your chart better? I get lost at the auction and scared to bid because I can't keep them straight. Looks like you have it nailed down. Also, how do you buy from private parties? So Dave and Blake's questions were so similar that I, when I answered them, I pretty much sent them the same email back. You know, however, I know from talking to more flippers in person and on the phone, yes, I still talk on the phone, that these questions are 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 the same questions a lot of us are asking. So here's what my answer was back to David and Blake. Uh first off, since they're both asking about the forms that they saw on our website, flippinggenius1g.com, I emailed them both the PDF copies of, of my my auction forms. Now, first I sent the, the form that I used to prepare for the auction. And then I sent a sample of that form, what it looks like when I complete it before I go to battle. And then the third is a, a list of abbreviations that I use. Now, I'm certain this will give them pretty a pretty straightforward idea of the work that I do before I go to an auction. Even an online auction like Copart. I, I, I plan... I plan to add these forms, by the way, to the to the resources page at FlippingGenius.com. You'll be able to go to FlippingGenius.com, 1G. Click on the resources page, and, and there should be a form uh, uh, thing there. I hope to get that um, on there this week, as, as long as I, I keep not sleeping. <laughs> I'm only halfway serious. Uh, but until I do, if you'd like to get a copy of these forms, just email me at flippingquestions at gmail.com and include uh, auction forms in your title, and I'll send you the same forms that I sent to, to Blake and David. No charge. Just uh, I, Like I said, we're trying to make you money. That's what the podcast is about, and I think this is a good one. Um, to learn more about auctions, you can also listen to episodes two where I talk about auctions. The second episode, um, that one's been listened to a lot, but you know, if you haven't heard it yet or you want to go back and listen to it, I, I talk a lot about my, my auction strategies there. Uh, episode 16, I actually interviewed auction owner uh, Lisa Welsh. She was one of the owners of a public auction, a big, uh, very old, big pu- public auction here in North Alabama. And in episode 27, I actually took my camera and my mic to the auction on auction day. And you can, you can find all three of those wherever you're listening to this, this episode now on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, Anchor, and about any place else where, where you know, podcasts are heard, um, including FlippingGenius.com with 1G. We've got all of our episodes there, too, so you can listen to them. Um, Right from the the the, uh, the website, um, I, I find being as prepared as possible helps me make less mistakes, and I, and I think it slows the whole process down for me. But I'm I'm not I'm not going to try to recreate everything that I've already recorded. So so go back and check episodes two, sixteen, and twenty seven. But I think these forms can help. Now before before I get started on the second part of Blake and David's question about buying from private parties or, or as, as Blake said, uh, the general public, um, I wanted to stay on the subject of auctions and read a response that is really representative of, of those that I've been getting uh, of late from my fellow dealers when I ask about their experiences at auctions lately. 
This came from, from Karen. She's an experienced dealer here in Alabama. And I'll just read. She said, overbidding at auction has driven prices way overpriced. We have had to purchase cars way above wholesale book value and explain to customers that NADA retail values are not reflecting this. It is, uh, it's harder to find fa- financing since banks use NADA retail and it looks like we're overpriced. Black Book and Carfax has more in par with current prices, but it's still hard to find older units at decent prices. And and then this past weekend, I spoke with Brian, a dealer with over 10 years of experience uh, from Mississippi, and he said, you know, pretty much virtually the same thing. He, I, he said, Randy, I was only at a, at a recent auction. He said, I was only able to, to win the bid on one vehicle, and when I looked it up on the Carfax, uh, I realized, you know, that why they let me buy that when it was a mess. And I've, uh, let's see, I've, I've also spent a good deal of my, my time in the last uh, uh, week or so um, with with three dealers out of South Florida negotiating on, on some other vehicles that I hadn't even advertised yet. Certainly didn't advertise them in South Florida. Um, they said pricing is so high of late from their resources that they're willing to pay transportation costs from North Alabama, which is a pretty big, big expense on a $5,000 and under range uh, car like the ones I sell. So I mention all this because it, it really doesn't matter much how hyper-prepared you are if prices that you are willing to pay are way less than, than what your competition is paying, or less at all, really. Um, in, in other words, I, I found that the guys in Arizona and Ohio who are just trying to get their flipping business off the ground, were, they're getting ready to run into the same problems that these experienced professional car dealers are, are having, who probably have deeper, pro, you know, deeper pockets and, and more outlets. And, and that brings us to just how important it is to have a consistent strategy to buy from those private party sellers. So this is something that I've always done. And, I, and I'm in the process of, of increasing my efforts as we speak. And, and a lot of it is out of necessity. But I'm thankful that I already know how to do some of this stuff. And, and you'll hear me, and I, I hate to keep doing this, but I've worked hard to build up some content for you so you can go back and, and listen to it. But you'll hear some of my ideas uh, and and those of, of of some guests in a bunch of episodes, I'm pretty sure that I talked about uh, using bandit signs and post-it notes in uh, episode four, and it, it's something I, that I've done done for years. And I also um, I also advertise. I, I advertise that I buy cars. On I advertise on Facebook. Um, I advertise on Craigslist. I actually pay for some advertising on Craigslist for that. And next door, yeah, it's hard pretty hard to get, you know, five bucks for me, but I do, I do. And, and it, and it, it works some, you get a lot of nuisance calls, but you will get some calls from that. I also use Nextdoor, which I mentioned, I think last week. And of course my flipping genius groups, uh, flipping genius, Facebook flipping genius groups have been a, a tremendous source of lead, source of leads and sales for the past six years. I think a little bit more than six years now. 
Um, since we manage the groups and control the content and the membership, we get a chance occasionally to buy things before anyone else sees them. And, and this is just one of the benefits of the group. It's one of my favorite benefits, by the way. Um, we, we just launched groups um, this week, as a matter of fact, in Toledo, Ohio, Baldwin County, Alabama, uh, that's in South Alabama, and uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, and, I, and I think that brings us a, a total of 15 uh, Flipping Genius Facebook groups right now. And, and we're continuing to look for, for management partners on these groups and, and other groups as well. Um, either, either just go search Flipping Genius under groups in Facebook or, or just email me at flippingquestions at gmail.com and, and I'll send you a link. Um, just let me know what area you are interested in. Oh, and, and um, oh yes, and, and go to flippinggenius.com and click on the resource page. You'll find the links to all these groups and just about every tool, trick, and idea that I know. And it's free. Now, please check it out. It's, it's one of the things that, I, that, that I've been staying up late and getting up early to do, just trying to get this stuff ready for you all because this is extremely valuable information, not just the groups, but all the other stuff that you'll find there. Um, and, and last week's episode, I talked about this a lot, and it's grown and grown uh, all week long, and it'll continue to grow. So please uh, take advantage of that. Um, now, I mentioned bandit signs earlier, and that's another thing I do. I, I have bandit signs that are still up after years, after like two or three years. I can think of one at a prominent position. I'm not going to tell you where it's at in case you're one of my competitors. Go to tear it down. Uh, <laughs> it's been there. It's been there, I think, for three years and amazingly I haven't had to replace that sign I use the uh, corrugated plastic and and a lot of times they'll they'll get brittle and fall apart but that one's still be there and I've not messed it with it because it's in a perfect spot and I and I, I just put up some new ones uh, was it yesterday I think I think yesterday and I, I really did and 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 uh, I, I've got I still got some left I need to order some soon uh, I buy mine with iTex money by the way um, and uh, mine simply say we buy unwanted vehicles, I think. And, and I, I've got um, my phone number and our website. I use a couple different domain uh, names, so I, I, they look different at, at different spots. Um, but it's just a simple thing. Get people to call me about the cars that they want to sell. And... Um, and I probably mentioned posted notes earlier, and I put, I know I've I've used those for six or seven years. And honestly, uh, my posted notes say I buy cars and houses, and has a telephone number, and I I just stick them various places. Uh, and honestly, my posted note idea has never been as effective as I'd hoped it would be. But I, I have bought and bought vehicles. I've bought uh, real estate um, from the posted notes, so it, it's something that I do while I'm exercising, while I'm walking. And I, I, I think I mentioned it in episode uh, four. I think I called that segment uh, professional athlete because I, you know, get paid to walk. <laughs> well, the fact is I, I've, uh, I've bought some of my best deals because I'm willing to go knock on a door. Right? And I, I remember K.J. Howard uh, 
talked about the same thing back in episode 22. He, he said he probably sounded a lot smarter than, than, than I did when he said it. But, you know, look in people's backyards, their side yards, their carports, their driveways, their parking lots, you know, and don't be afraid to ask. Um, you know, somebody may have something they want to sell and it may work out for you, especially if you know it's something you can you can you can sell. Uh, look for a way to buy it. Now, I, I don't I don't mean to tease this, but I, I it's really all I can do right now. I've got a, a good friend of mine from Texas who's developing a terrific program around the science of getting people to call us and sell us their car. Now, this guy's got like 30 years of car flipping experience and and he's really thought out this this art of consistently getting sellers to call us and and what to do when they do i mean that's a big thing when that phone rings what do you say um and we'll we we've got to have more another episode on this because i i'm running out of time but that's that's really true and i hope i hope to have him on the show soon i'm not gonna even say his name because i want to put him on the spot um because his ideas are just more refined and effective than mine, but but for now, I hope the ideas uh, that I've shared can help you know help you make more money because that's that's what it's all about, right? And um, and let me know if you've got more questions, flipping questions at gmail dot com, and and if I can be of assistance with any of this stuff, just let me know. Um, and please share the podcast with your friends, with your enemies. <laughs> Tell everybody about it. Whew. <laughs> okay. We are getting down to surprise time. Now remember? Huh, I promised a surprise at the end of the episode if you just stuck around, and I wasn't kidding. Okay? Full disclosure. This year has been a rough one for all of us, and it's been especially difficult for me in that I've not been able to participate in a kind of ministry that I, I've developed over the past few years. Now, normally... I perform about eight or nine shows per month at uh, memory care centers and assisted living facilities. But because of the COVID-19, the facilities where I perform are locked down, so I'm, I'm not able to sing for them. Now, I'm a, I'm a songwriter and singer. I, I perform my own original tunes as well as some of my favorites. Um, and this morning, I was listening to a song that a friend of mine recorded, and it made me realize that I have, and I, I guess I've been kind of cheating y'all because, uh, well, anyway, this week instead of packing the back of the episode with a bunch of advertising and, and begging you to go to my website more and and look at all the stuff that I've been working so hard to create for you, this week I'm going to close the episode with a song I wrote for my beautiful wife Terry. It's called Directions. And I wrote this song in Montgomery, Alabama one day when, when the state of Alabama mandated that I stay in a room and listen to a bureaucrat in order to retain my dealer's license. <laughs> it may be the, one of the finest things to ever come from a government-mandated meeting. I, I hope you enjoy it. Toward the interstate, my baby and the beach are both three hours away. 
Kind of thinking I can't lose Be with what I love Either way I choose Turn south and see them palm trees Go short in that sunshine Turn north and she's there with everything that's mine I've been all around this world Didn't leave anything anywhere else Anything I did leave I don't Care to go back again GPS girl says I got a thousand feet Make up my mind what's ahead of me Turn south and see them palm trees Go ashore in that sunshine Turn north and she's there Along with everything that's mine Turn up that hill and ride Through that road of pine Just another half mile and She'll be at my side I do love to hear that, sir But the truth is that place Don't mean a thing If I'm not with her Turn south and see them palm trees See air in that coastline Turn on She's there. Let's work together. Let's make some money. Let's all become flipping geniuses. See you next week.